Section 21 of the Handy Cyclopedia of Things Worth Knowing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Handy Cyclopedia of Things Worth Knowing by Joseph Trennans, published in 1911. Who is the author? The following literary curiosity found its way recently into the query column of a Boston newspaper. Nobody seems to know who wrote it. Oh, I wish I was in Eden, where all the beasts is feedin', the pigs and cows and osses, and the long-tailed bull what tosses, the bulldog and the rabbit, a cause it is his habit, where lions, tigers, monkeys, and them long-eared things called donkeys, meet all together daily, with crocodiles all scaly, where sparrows on the bushes sing to their mates the thrushes, and hawks and little wrens walks about like cocks and ends, one looking at t'other, for all the world like a brother, where no quarrelin' is or fightin', it's true what I'm a-writin'. Oh, for a walk at even, somewhere about six or seven, when the sun be gone to bed, with his face all fiery red. Oh, for the grapes and raisins, what ripens at all seasons, the apples and the plums, as big as my two thumbs, the haypricocks and peaches, would all within our reaches, and we mought pick and eat, payin' nothin' for the treat. Oh, for the pooty flowers, a-bloomin' at all hours, so that a large bouquet you may gather any day. Of every flower that blows from cauliflower to rose. The Art of Not Forgetting A brief but comprehensive treatise based on Loess's famous system of memory culture. So much has been said about Loess's memory system, the art has been so widely advertised and so carefully guarded from all the profane who do not send five or many dollars to the professor, that a few pages showing how man may be his own Loisette may be both interesting and valuable. In the first place, the system is a good one, and well worth the labor of mastering. And if the directions are implicitly followed, there can be no doubt that the memory will be greatly strengthened and improved, and that the mnemonic feats otherwise impossible may be easily performed. Loisette, however, is not an inventor, but an introducer. He stands in the same relation to Dr. Pick that the retail dealer holds to the manufacturer. The one produced the article, the other brings it to the public. Even this statement is not quite fair to Loisette, for he has brought much practical common sense to bear upon Pick's system, and in preparing the new art of mnemonics for the market, in many ways he has made it his own. If each man would reflect upon the method by which he himself remembers things, he would find his hand upon the key of the whole mystery. For instance, I was once trying to remember the word blithe. There occurred to my mind the words bellman, bell, and the verse, The peasant upward climbing hears the bells of bullish chiming. Bercarl, Barrack, and so on, until finally the word blithe presented itself with a strange insistence long after I had ceased trying to recall it. On another occasion, when trying to recall the name Richardson, I got the words Hayrick, Robertson, Randallstown, and finally Wealthy, from which naturally I got Rich and Richardson almost in a breath. Still another example. Trying to recall the name of an old schoolmate, Grady, I got Brady, Grave, Gaseous, Gastronome, Gracious, and I finally abandoned the attempt, simply saying to myself that it began with a G and there was an A sound after it. The next morning, when thinking of something entirely different, this name Grady came up in my mind with as much distinctiveness as though someone had whispered it in my ear. This remembering was done without any conscious effort on my part, and was evidently the result of the exertion made the day before when the mnemonic processes were put to work. Every reader must have had a similar experience which he can recall, and which will fall in line with the examples given. It follows, then, that when we endeavor, without the aid of any system, to recall a forgotten fact or name, our memory presents to us words of similar sound or meaning in its journey toward the goal to which we have started it. 
This goes to show that our ideas are arranged in groups in whatever secret cavity or recess of the brain they occupy, and that the arrangement is not an alphabetical one exactly, and not entirely by meaning, but after some fashion partaking of both. If you are looking for the word meadow, you may reach middle before you come to it, or Mexico, or many words beginning with the M sound, or containing the dow as window or dough, or you may get field or farm, but you are on the right track, and if you do not interfere with your intellectual processes, you will finally come to the idea which you are seeking. How often have you heard people say, I forgot his name, it is something like beetle or beagle, at any rate it begins with a B. Each and all of these were unconscious Loisettians, and they were practicing blindly and without proper method or direction, the excellent system which he teaches. The thing then to do, and it is the final and simple truth which Loisette teaches, is to travel over this ground in the other direction, to cement the fact which you wish to remember to some other fact or word which you know will be brought out by the implied conditions, and thus you will always be able to travel from your given starting point to the thing which you wish to call to mind. It seems as though a channel were cut in our mind stuff along which the memory flows. How to construct an easy channel for any event or series of events or facts which one wishes to remember along which the mind will ever afterward travel is the secret of mnemonics. Loisette, in common with all the mnemonic teachers, uses the old device of representing numbers by letters, and as this is the first and easiest step in the art, this seems to be the most logical place to introduce the accepted equivalents of the Arabic numerals. Zero is always represented by S, Z, or a C soft. One is always represented by T, TH, or D. Two is always represented by N. Three is always represented by M. Four is always represented by R. Five is always represented by L. Six is always represented by SH, J, CH soft, or G soft. Seven is always represented by G hard, K, C hard, Q, or final NG. 8 is always represented by F or V, 9 is always represented by P or B. All the other letters are used simply to fill up. Double letters in a word count only as one. In fact, the system goes by sound, not by spelling. For instance, this or dizzy would stand for 10. Catch or gush would stand for 76. And the only difficulty is to make some word or phrase which will contain only the significant letters in the proper order filled out with the non-significance into some guise of meaning or intelligibility. You can remember the equivalence given above by noting that Z is the first letter of zero, and C of cipher, T has but one stroke, N has two, M three, the script F is very like eight, the script P like nine, R is the last letter of four, L is the Roman numeral for 50, which suggests 5. The others may be retained by memorizing these nonsense lines. Six shy Jewesses chased George. Seven great kings came quarreling. Suppose you wish to get some phrase or word that would express the number 3,685. You arrange the letters this way. 3, 6, 8, 5. A-M, A-S-H, A-F, a one e e j e v e i i c h i i o o g o o u u u u h h h h w w w w x x x x y y y y you can make out image of law, my shuffle, matchville, etc., etc., as far as you like to work it out. 
Now suppose you wish to memorize the fact that one million dollars in gold weighs 3,685 pounds. You could go about it in this way, and here is the kernel and crux of Loisette's system. How much does one million dollars in gold weigh? Weigh scales, scales, statute of justice, statute of justice, image of law. The process is simplicity itself. The thing you wish to recall, and that you fear to forget, is the weight. Consequently, you submit your chain of suggestion to the idea which is most prominent in your mental question. What do you weigh with? Scales. What does the mental picture of scales suggest? The statue of justice, blindfolded in weighing out award and punishment to man. Finally, what is the statute of justice but the image of law? And the words image of law, translated back from the significant letters of M, G soft, F, and 1, give you 3685, the number of pounds in $1 billion in gold. You bind together in your mind each separate step in the journey, the one suggests the other, and you will find a year from now that the fact will be as fresh in your memory as it is today. You cannot lose it. It is chained to you by an unbreakable mnemonic tie. Mark that it is not claimed that weight will of itself suggest scales, and scales statue of justice, etc., but that having once passed your attention up and down the ladder of ideas, your mental tendency will be to take the same route, and get to the same goal again and again. Indeed, beginning with the weight of one million dollars, image of law, will turn up in your mind without your consciousness of any intermediate station on the way, after some iteration and reiteration of the original chain. Again, so as to fasten the process in the reader's mind even more firmly, suppose that it were desired to fix the date of the Battle of Hastings, A.D. 1066, in the memory. 1066 may be represented by the words, The Wise Judge, T.H. 1, S. 0, J. 6, D.G. 6. The others are non-significant. A chain might be made thus. Battle of Hastings, Arbitratement of War, Arbitratement of War, Arbitration, Arbitration Judgment, Judgment, The Wise Judge. Make mental pictures, connect ideas, repeat words and sounds, go about it any way you please, so that you will form a mental habit of connecting the Battle of Hastings with the idea of arbitratement of war, and so on for the other links in the chain, and the work is done. Loisette makes the beginning of his system unnecessarily difficult, to say nothing of his illogical arrangement in the grammar of the art of memory, which he makes the first of his lessons. He analyzes suggestion into 1. Inclusion, 2. Exclusion, 3. Concurrence all of which looks very scientific and orderly, but is really misleading and badly named. The truth is that one idea will suggest another. 1. By likeness or opposition of meaning, as house suggests room or door, etc., or white suggests black, cruel, kind, etc. 2. By likeness of sound, as harrow and barrow, henry and hennepin. 3. By mental juxtaposition, a peculiarity different in each person and depending upon each one's own experiences. Thus, St. Charles suggests railway bridge to me because I was vividly impressed by the breaking of the Wabash Bridge at that point. Stable and broken leg come near each other in my experience as do cow and shotgun and licking. Out of these three sorts of suggestions, it is possible to get from any one fact to another in a chain certain and safe, along which the mind may be depended upon afterwards always to follow. The chain is, of course, by no means all. Its making and its binding must be accompanied by a vivid, methodically directed attention, which turns all the mental light gettable in a focus upon the subject passing across the mind's screen. Before Loisette was thought of this was known. In the old times in England, in order to impress upon the mind of the rising generation the parish boundaries in the rural districts, the boys were taken to each of the landmarks in succession, the position and bearing of each pointed out carefully, and in order to deepen the impression the young people were then and there vigorously thrashed, a mechanical method of attracting the attention which was said never to have failed. 
The system has had its supporters in many of the old-fashioned schools, and there are men who will read these lines who can recall, with an itching sense of vivid impression, the 144 lickings which were said to go with the multiplication table. In default of a thrashing, however, the student must cultivate as best he can an intense fixity of perception upon every fact or word or date that he wishes to make permanently his own. It is easy. It is a matter of habit. If you will, you can photograph an idea upon your cerebral gelatine so that neither years nor events will blot it out or overlay it. You must be clearly and distinctly aware of the thing you are putting into your mental treasure house, and drastically certain of the cord by which you have tied it to some other thing of which you are sure. Unless it is worth your while to do this, you might as well abandon any hope of mnemonic improvement, which will not come without the hardest kind of work, although it is work that will grow constantly easier with practice and reiteration. You need, then, 1. Methodic suggestion, 2. Methodic attention, 3. Methodic reiteration. And this is all there is to Loisette, and a great deal it is. Two of them will not do without the third. You do not know how many steps there are from your hall door to your bedroom, though you have attended to and often reiterated the journey. But if there are twenty of them, and you have once bound the word nice or nose or news or hyenas to the fact of the stairway, you can never forget it. The professor makes a point, and very wisely, of the importance of working through some established chain, so that the whole may be carried away in the mind, not alone for the value of the facts so bound together, but for the mental discipline so afforded. Here, then, is the President series, which contains the name and date of inauguration of each President from Washington to Cleveland. The manner in which it is to be mastered is this. Beginning at the top, try to find in your mind some connection between each word and the one following it. See how you can at some future time make one suggest the next, either by suggestion of sound or sense, or by mental juxtaposition. When you have found this, dwell on it attentively for a moment or two. Pass it backward and forward before you, and then go on to the next step. The chain runs thus, the name of the president being in capitals, the date words or date phrases being enclosed in parentheses. President, chosen for the first word, is the one most apt to occur to the mind of anyone wishing to repeat the names of presidents. Dentist, president and dentist. Draw, what does a dentist do? When something is drawn from one, it is given up. This is a date phrase meaning 1789. Washington, associate the quality of self-sacrifice with Washington character. Morning wash, Washington and wash, dew, early wetness and dew, flower beds, dew and flowers, took a bouquet, flowers and bouquet, date phrase 1797, garden, bouquet and garden, Eden, the first garden, Adam, juxtaposition of thought, Adams, suggestion by sound, ball, juxtaposition and thought, failure, fall and failure, deficit, upon failure there is usually a deficit, date word 1801, debt, the consequence of a deficit, Confederate bonds, suggestion by meaning, Jefferson Davis, juxtaposition of thought, Jefferson. Now follow out the rest for yourself, taking about ten at a time, and binding those you do last to those you have done before, each time before attacking the next bunch. Jefferson, Judge Jeffries, bloody a size, bereavement, too heavy a sob, parental grief, mad son, Madison, Madeira, frustrating, first-rate wine, defeating, feet, Toe the line, row, munro, row, boat, steamer, side splitting, divert, annoy, harassing, Harrison, old Harry, the tempter, the fraud, painted clay, baked clay, tiles, Tyler, Watt Tyler, poll tax, compulsory, free will, free offering, burnt offering, poker, poke, 
End of dance. Termination ly. Adverb. Part of speech. Part of a man. Taylor. Measurer. Theodolite. Theophilus. Billus. Fillmore. More fuel. The flame. Flambeau. Bow. Arrow. Pierce. Hurt. Feeling. Wound. Soldier. Cannon. Buchanan. Rebuke. Official censor. To officiate. Wedding. Linked. Lincoln. Civil service. Ward politician. Stop em. Stop procession. Tough boy. Little Ben. Harry. Harrison. Tippecanoe. Tariff two. Knapsack. Warfield. The funnel. Windpipe. Throat. Quincy. Quincy Adams. Quince. Fine fruit. The fine boy. Sailor boy. Sailor. Jack Tar. Jackson. Stonewall. Indomitable. Tough make. Oaken furniture. Bureau. Van Buren. Rent. Link. Stroll. Seashore. Take. Give. Grant. Award. School premium. Examination. Cramming. Fagging. Laborer. Hayfield. Hayes. Hazy. Clear. Vivid. Brightly lighted. Campfire. Warfield. Garfield. Gutow. Murderer. Prisoner. Prison fair. Half-fed. Well-fed. Well-read. Author. Arthur. Round table. Teacup. Half-full. Divide. Cleave. Cleveland. City of Cleveland. Two. Twice. The heavy shell. Mollusk. Unfamiliar word. Dictionary. Johnson's. Johnson. Sun. Bad son. Thievish bay. Dishonest boy. Back. Mac. McKinley. Kill. Salgaz. Z's. C's. Ruffian. Rough rider. Ruse. Roosevelt. Size. Heavy. Fat. Taft. It will be noted that some of the date words as free will only give three figures of the date, 845, but it is to be supposed that if the student knows that many figures in the date of Pope's inauguration, he can guess the other one. The curious thing about this system will now become apparent. If the reader has learned the series so that he can say it down for President Taft, he can do with no effort, and without any further preparation, say it backwards from Taft up to the commencement. There could be no better proof that this is the natural mnemonic system. It proves itself by its works. The series should be repeated backward and forward every day for a month, and should be supplemented by a series of the reader's own making, and by this one which gives the numbers 0 to 100, and which must be chained together before they can be learned. 0. Hose. 1. Wheat. 2. Hen. 3. Home. 4. Hair. 5. Oil. 6. Shoe. 7. Hook. 8. Off. 9. Bee. 10. Daisy. 11. Tooth. 12. Dine. 13. Time. 14. Tower. 15. Dell. 16. Ditch. 17. Duck. 18. Dove. 21. Hand. 19. Tabby. 20. Hyenas. 22. None. 23. Name. 24. Owner. 25. Nail. 26. Hinge. 27. Ink. 28. Knife. 29. Knob. 30. Muse. 31. Mayday. 32. Hymen. 33. Mama. 34. Mare. 35 mil, 36 image, 37 mug, 38 muff, 39 mob, 40 race, 41 heart, 42 horn, 43 army, 44 warrior, 45 royal, 46 arch, 47 rock, 
48 wharf, 49 rope, 50 wheels, 51 lad, 52 lion, 53 lamb, 54 lair, 55 lily, 56 lodge, 57 lake, 58 leaf, 59 elbow, 60 chess, 61 cheat, 62 chain, 63 sham, 64 chair, 65 jail, 66 judge, 67 jockey, 68 shaves, 69 ship, 70 eggs, 71 gate, 72 gun, 73 comb, 74 hawker, 75 coal, 76 cage, 77 cake, 78 coffee, 79 cube, 80 vase, 81 feet, 82 vein, 83 fame, 84 fire, 85 vile, 86 fish, 87 fig, 88 fife, 89 fib, 90 piles, 91 putty, 92 pain, 93 bomb, 94 beer, 95 bell, 96 peach, 98 beef, 97 book, 99 pope, 100 diocese. By the use of this table, which should be committed as thoroughly as the President's series, so that it can be repeated backward and forward, any date, figure, or number can be at once constructed and bound by the usual chain to the fact which you wish it to accompany. When the student wishes to go farther and attack larger problems than the simple binding of two facts together, there is little in Loisette's system that is new, although there is much that is good. If it is a book that is to be learned as one would prepare for an examination, each chapter is to be considered separately. Of each an epitome is to be written in which the writer must exercise all of his ingenuity to reduce the matter in hand to its final skeleton of fact. This he is to commit to memory both by the use of the chain and the old system of interrogation. Suppose after much labor through a wide space of language one boils a chapter or an event down to the final irreducible sediment. Magna Carta was exacted by the barons from King John at Runnymede. You must now turn the statement this way and that way, asking yourself about it every possible and impossible question, gravely considering the answers, and if you find any part of it especially difficult to remember, chaining it to the question which will bring it about. Thus, what was exacted by the barons from King John at Runnymede? Magna Carta. By whom was Magna Carta extracted from King John at Runnymede? By the barons. From whom was, etc., etc., King John? From what king, etc., etc., King John? Where was Magna Carta, etc., etc., at Runnymede? And so on and so on, as long as your ingenuity can suggest questions to ask or points of view from which to consider the statement, your mind will finally saturate with the information and prepare to spill it out at the first squeeze of the examiner. This, however, is not new. It was taught in the schools hundreds of years before Loisette was born. Old newspaper men will recall in connection with it Horace Greeley's statement that the test of a news item was the clear and satisfactory manner in which a report answers the inter interrogatories, what, when, where, who, and why. In the same way, Loisette advises the learning of poetry. For example, the Assyrian came down like the wolf on the fold. Who came down? How did the Assyrian come down? Like what animal did? Etc. And so on and so on until the verses are exhausted of every scrap of information to be had out of them by the most assiduous cross-examination. Whatever the reader may think of the availability or value of this part of the system, there are so many easily applicable tests of the worth of much that Loisette has done that it may be taken with the rest. For example, to give an easy example, can remember the value of the ratio between the circumference and the diameter of the circle beyond four places of decimals, or at most six, 3.141592. Here is the value to 108 decimal places. 
By a very simple application of the numerical letter values, these 108 decimal places can be carried in the mind and recalled about as fast as you can write them down. All that is to be done is to memorize these nonsense lines. Mother Day will buy any shawl. My love pick up my new muff. A Russian jeer may move a woman. Cable's enough for utopia. Get a cheap ham pie my, by my coolie. The slave knows a bigger ape. I rarely hop on my sick foot. Cheer a sage in a fashion safe. A baby fish now views my wharf. Annually Marianne did kiss a jay. A cabbie found a rough savage. Now translate each significant into its proper value, and you have the task accomplished. Mother Day, M3. THL, R4, D1, and so on. Learn the lines one at a time by the method of interrogatories. Who will buy any shawl? Which Mrs. Day will buy a shawl? Is Mother Day particular about the sort of shawl she will buy? Has she bought a shawl? Etc., etc. Then cement the end of each line to the beginning of the next one. Thus, shawl, warm garment, warmth, love, my love, and go on as before. Stupid as the work may seem to you, you can memorize the figures in 15 minutes this way so that you will not forget them in 15 years. Similarly, you can take Hayden's Dictionary of Dates and turn fact after fact into nonsense lines like these which you cannot lose. And this ought to be enough to show anybody the whole art. If you look back across the sands of time and find out that it is that ridiculous old 30 days past September which comes to you when you are trying to think of the length of October, if you can quote your old prosody, odater ambiguous, etc., with much more certainty than you can serve up your Horace, if in fine jingles and alliterations, wise and otherwise, have stayed with you, while solid and serviceable information has faded away, you may be certain that here is the key to the enigma of memory. You can apply it yourself in a hundred ways. If you wish to clinch in your mind the fact that Mr. Love lives at 485 Dearborn Street, what is more easy than to turn 485 into the word rifle and chain the ideas together? Say thus, love, happiness, good time, picnic, forest, wood, rangers, range, rifle range, rifle fine, weapon, costly weapon, dearly bought, Dearborn. Or if you wish to remember Mr. Bowman's name and you notice he has a mole on his face which is apt to attract your attention when you next see him, cement the ideas thus. Mole, Mark, Target, Archer, Bowman. End of section 21.